Listen, I used to believe that if I saved money, I would have enough for emergencies. I used to believe that if I invested money, I would have enough. I used to believe that a sale, it's discounted, right? So I'm really saving money, isn't that true? I used to believe that all I have to do is put gas in the car. Maintenance expenses didn't cross my mind. I used to believe that I could pay all of my bills because I had a secure job until I lost my job. I used to believe that I should stay in one job all of my life, no matter how unhappy I am. I used to believe that money only comes from one position. Welcome to a new episode of About This Life with, your tru with yours truly, Anne-Marie. Which one of these statements resonate with you? Did anyone teach you about finances? If so, what did they teach you? Very often we put off things we enjoy because of lack of funds. Another reason is the scarcity mindset where we think we can't afford what it is we want to do. I wonder if there are small steps that we can do to shift our mindset to help us create a life that we love. I'd like to welcome my guest today, Sharon Harold. Hi, Sharon. Hi, Emily. How are you? I am well, thank you. So, Sharon, tell me a little bit about, about yourself for you. <laughs> well, let me start with that. Um, I am so glad to be a part of this today. I've been looking forward to talking with you, and I just... I'm glad that I'm able to share my story. So just a quick and dirty about me, I am a retirement and financial coach. I own my own business, Royalty Business Group. And I have um, just, I love helping people and helping them to change their mindset when it comes to financing and planning. We know that it's a holistic journey. It does, it's not just really the numbers. It's about, like I said, the mindset. It's about doing things in a whole different manner than what we've done in the past. So for me, um, I'm the type of person that I try to help wherever I can. And I am here to just talk to you today about, you know, how we can share some information about um, changing mindsets when it comes to finances. Absolutely. Because, you know, a lot of us grow up and how many times have someone said, I am so broke, I am so poor, I have no money. Um, and I'm like, no, <laughs> because I'm thinking in the Middle East, that's broke, right? Where, where you have no money. And it's a mindset that I, I liken to be like imprisoned. You know, if you're always telling yourself that you're broke, that you don't have anything, so I'd like to begin. Can you tell us, can you remember a time when you didn't have money or when your money was scarce or you're wondering how you're going to pay the next bill? Oh, I have many, many times where I <laughs> felt that way over the course of my adult life. 
Um, but I, you know, I really feel that it kind of goes back to my childhood. And what I mean is that I grew up in a family kind of like uh, many of us who money wasn't discussed. You know, I didn't know how much my parents made. I just knew that, you know, we had the necessities and I got the things that I wanted. Never really had to be accountable on how I spent my money when I was coming up. You know, I had summer jobs. I spent the money the way I wanted to. So I became a mother at a young age and still that accountability with money never really set in. You know, I paid my bills, but the ones that didn't get paid, I was just like, I'll pay them when I pay them. But then there's those times, like you mentioned, uh, you, I'm wondering, okay, am I going to wake up and the electricity not be on? Or I get a phone call saying the cable was off and, or, you know, certain things like that um, late on, on payments. I've had to, um, you know, file bankruptcy twice. Really? You know, to get, really? Yeah, to, to get myself together. But looking back, if I had really set my mind on doing my finances like I should have, those things wouldn't have been an issue if I hadn't, you know, hindsight is twenty twenty. So really just knowing now, I like to be able to help others to learn from my experience. And now the people you help, what type of stories do they have? Do they have similar stories? Like, how do they find themselves with finances? What are their, what's their thought process around their money? I find that people um, do have pretty much similar stories on how they got to where they are. And the thing is, they feel that if they just change what they do in this in this little frame, while I'm going through this period, then they, you know, I'm gonna do better, right? But it's it's not like that. It's really like you have to change your mind. I can change what I'm doing right now, but when I get go back and say, okay, I'm all caught up and everything, if those habits still are there within us, then we're gonna continue that cycle. It's like the cycle of insanity. You know, you do different things, you know, you do the same thing, you're expecting different results. And doing the same thing is going to get you the same results. It might The look same results. Yeah. And, you know, and I can think back on a time when, like, I have a family member and this person owed, you know, thousands of dollars on a vehicle. Mm -hmm. My being the love and caring person I am, I said, I'm going to help this person because I can see that they're struggling. And I truly felt this person just needed uh, a temporary assistance, a hand up so that they can um, so that they can manage and because it's expensive out here. Mm -hmm. So I, I provided a gift uh, to help with that vehicle. But then years, months, years later, the person is still in the same predicament. So. Do you find your clients in terms of uh, stories like that that maybe that maybe they have people in their in their circle who have come through and who have helped them, but yet they're in the same predicament. So talk to us about that a little bit. 
Yeah, I have had clients who um, have gone through the same, you know, same situations like you're mentioning. And even people I know, family and friends, like you said, who have done the same thing. Um, but you have to have that willingness to to be able to change, right? You have to make um, a conscientious effort to say, I don't want this anymore. Enough is enough. And I'm going to do better. I'm going to be different. And until that, you're still going to have those same things. So my um, when I work with my clients, this is that's where I try to get to that root. Like, what caused it? What caused you to become this way? And then what are you going to do moving forward? And when I'm doing this, I'm not giving them the answers. You know, it's like, because I can't tell you what's best for you. I could tell you what I did. I could tell you what others recommend. You can Google that on the internet. Mm -hmm. But really, what is best for each and individual person they have within them. They just need to open, you know, that voice within them. They need to listen to that and start moving forward. That's what I do as a coach. So I'm gonna I'm going to do some interpretation here and um pull some meaning from what it is that you're saying. And that um there are people we want to help our family members. But we have to be careful in terms of giving away what we have, our resources, because their mindset might not change. And we have to realize then we end up at a loss, at a negative loss, because family members might find themselves right back in the same situation. And then, you know, it's perpetual. You're constantly giving and giving and giving until your own tank. So the lesson I learned from that is be careful mm -hmm. of investing. Now you have mentioned mindset a lot. And, and what caused it and get into the root. So what are some common um, mindsets or roots around money? How do people view money? People um, view money with fear. They, they view it with fear. And I say that because either they had a lack of money and that lack of money caused them to fear or the even people who have abundance of money have fear because in either case, they're fearful of the loss of it. Mm -hmm. So when you have the lack and you get money, you're going to spend it up. You know, you spend it up really quickly when you get something. Um, and then there's that then there's that lack again because you're used to the lack the comfortability isn't the lack right those who might have abundance they are fearful of losing it so they're gonna hold on to it tight mm -hmm. and try to you know not not let it go for anything in either case it's not healthy the mindset is not healthy and so working to figure out why are you why is that fear there and then coming past that, what can we do or what can they do to move past those fears, to get over those fears? And I want to sit here for a minute 
because we even hear, you know, the stories on TV over the years that, you know, people might win, you know, Powerball or something and, and huge, sum, like stupid money is what I, I call <laughs> Stupid money is when you're not paying bills. You could, you could buy stupid stuff. Right, and right. That you might have a high amount of dollars, but you end up spending it lavishly because you're not thinking about the future nor and sometimes isn't it true that people might uh spend money out of love you know um i'm going to buy you this and this is how i love you or the absence of love so if i feel so t instead of me saying it once you talk about it talk about <laughs> you so i heard you say fear talk about it in terms of the mindset around love and 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 using money around love yeah, so a person could um, try to buy love, right? Because they have seen this work in other situations for them, or that's how they were brought up. So they know nothing different. They may know, but they don't put it into place. So for them, it is buying love. They may not see it as buying love, but the person receiving it, is definitely going to be, you know, liking or wanting this person more because they're buying them whatever they are asking for. Mm -hmm. So um, we have to be careful about that because those motives, it's not, it's not true. It's not true. You're not, can, you can't buy somebody's love and affection. But why does the person feel that they, that's the only way that they can get love and affection? Yeah, and then there's one more before we move on. I'm I'm trying to get to the um the different routes and the three we're we're going to we're discussing. There might be many more, but certainly these are the three. So we said fear. I heard you talk yeah. about that, and that money in terms of love, the exchange of money or gifts for love, and then I want to talk about self. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, the scarcity that might come out of thinking that you're inadequate. Mm -hmm. So the inadequacy causes you to spend. So, so I'm imagining that you've encountered clients that might have struggled with those root causes. What about this self-esteem and inadequacy? Um, can you comment on that? Oh, I definitely can. And I don't even have to go to a client. I can use myself. All and, right. I, and so, and I'll just say, um, you know, about my journey of, um, of low self-esteem, comparing to others, you know, looking at what somebody else has and like, okay, well, why can't I have that? Or, or you know, I make the same amount as them. How come they have all this stuff and, and I don't? But my mindset was uh, either... I'm going, you know, I'm a single parent and I got to, you know, pay these bills or um, I can't afford to to save. You know, I, I don't have enough money to save. Um, you know, I can't afford nice things for myself and my children. And so I accept the things that I, I get instead of looking at how much I'm bringing in, how much am I actually, my actual expenses are, and when I did that, when I changed my mind to look at that, 
And not only that, but to look within myself, like I can have those things. I am worthy of all that and more. And, and I can do this and be this way, not just for myself, but for my family to create that legacy. So, so my business is not just for me. My business is to create a legacy for my family and for them to keep going and carrying on. If nothing else, they it may not be as big or profitable as you know people think, but they can say, my mom, my grandmother started this and we're gonna keep carrying it on, whether it's giving, you know, it's charities or um, working with people, whatever it is that comes out of it is starting the legacy. My children, each one of them have some type of business that they do. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. My grandchildren are starting their own businesses. And my goal is that we take all their, all these businesses and put them under one umbrella to continue this legacy. Mm -hmm. So there was a time where I didn't think this was going to be done. But I stepped out on faith, put away those things that I couldn't do it, had people tell me that I couldn't do certain things, and I kept doing it. And I had to figure out what was best for me. And that's why when I work with my clients, as I said, we have to figure out what is best for them, their journey. And I walk with them down their journey to get to them to be the best possible person that they can be. So you help them to understand the root causes um, because there's no quick fix to money. Right. There, there is no, okay, I'm, I'm coming to you, Sharon. Can you help me how, how to have thousands of dollars available to me in six months? <laughs> okay. Right, right. It is not that. To shift our mindset, we're talking about looking at the root causes in terms of our perspective on money. We mentioned three big ones, fear, love, or maybe even a feeling of inadequacy and what our thoughts are around those issues. And then I, I want to talk about, you know, sometimes there's this tension that we have. And 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 you said, you addressed it, but I, I just want to come back to it. We We have dreams or we see what the Joneses are doing and we say, we want to do that. We go to our media. Oh, such and such is on vacation. Mm, I want to go on vacation. I want to go there too. So I can yeah. post the pictures. Um, such and such just bought a brand new house, you know, mm -hmm. built a brand new house. I'm just like, okay, I want that. And so there's this tension between my responsibilities and I deserve to have this. Right. And so the, what I find, and can I say quite honestly, among young people, I'm, I don't know, but maybe it's because I'm looking at 60 down the road. I keep saying young people that it's either or for them, either I, I'm paying my responsibilities and there's nothing for myself. And, I, you know, my life is just boring and drab or mm -hmm deserve to have this and I don't care what my responsibilities how do we find a balance between that tension with those two things <laughs> you know that's a great question and I feel that um 
people can feel that way all their life. You can see people who live in, they feel they live in their best life and they have and buying whatever they want, but their bills might not be paid <laughs> or they mm -hmm. might be paid late. And then it's, oh, I got to pay my bills. I can't afford to take this vacation. I can't afford to buy new things for my home, things like that, of that scarcity mindset, where if we sit down and look at reality, mm -hmm. look at what we actually have coming in and what was actually going out. And when I, when I say actually going out, we think of the main things that have to be paid. We have to have shelter, food, transportation, clothing. Mm -hmm. But we spend so much more on that thing. We get our nails done. We have to go to the barbershop. Yeah. We have to go to the hair salon. We have to put gas in our car. We have children. They Some of them, you know, daycare camps. We have to look at, we have credit cards. You know, some people still you know, have credit cards. When I look to work with my clients, I have a long list of things that we have to look at. Medication. How much do we spend out for medications? How much do we spend in gas putting in our car? How much are we spending at the grocery store? How much are we spending eating out entertainment? How much are you spending with birthday, Christmas? Mm -hmm. Put all listing all these expenses that are more than just the basic necessities. Because if we just look at the basic necessities, then some people think, oh, I have extra money. And then other people are like, well, I don't have that much extra. I um, started off by taking a class under Dave Ramsey, his financial okay. mm -hmm. And one thing he had was that stuck in my mind so much is a zero balance budget. And zero balance doesn't mean that you spending all your money on expenses. It means at the end of your budget, all of your money is going somewhere. That somewhere could be into an investment. That somewhere could be into your savings. That somewhere is any and everything, including expenses, as long at the end, this is zero. I used to write out my, before Dave Ramsey, I would write out my balance, my budget. And if I had a balance, I was like, oh, that's some extra money I can go spend on something. Mm -hmm. But I still could have spent that. And I looked at it like extra money because it, it really wasn't. It's, it was entertainment or it was, you know, something. Mm -hmm. But if we do that every time we write out our budget, then we have a better handle on what's what's coming in and what's going out. Absolutely. Adjustments as needed. Some people, there will be where there's a negative balance at the end. So how do we make those adjustments? Where do we need to make changes? Some people, uh, they live their lives like, okay, I'm going to get takeout tonight. Mm -hmm. And before you know it, they've gotten takeout maybe four or five days in a week, not realizing they're spending not just for the meal, but for the extra. And if you're going to go with DoorDash, then you there's the taxes <laughs> and the delivery fees. Right. And all of a sudden, you're at one, two hundred dollars um, that you're spending as opposed to if you cooked your meal, right. if, if you if you made your meal. And so some people, um, they don't 
write it down, as you say. And, you know, I'm old school. I'm one of those who, who does write it down. But there are so many uh, uh, electronic tools mm -hmm. available for our use in terms of managing our budget. And it will tell you to the penny what we spend in each category. So I want to, uh, you know, in terms of Dave Ramsey, the zero balance budget, something I heard along the way is also live within your margin. Right. And to come to a level of maturity, to understand that when you see the pictures on media, you don't know the situation of that particular person and do not compare your life to what you're seeing because you don't know what it took for them to get there of what it's costing them. You only know you. So I just want my listeners to understand, don't get swept up into the images that you see and place your money in your values. Um, uh, uh, something that I learned, Sharon, for example, I value fitness. So some of my quote unquote extra dollars goes to paying for a gym membership. It's a little pricier than others, but I'm getting a trainer. And to me, that's what I value. Mm -hmm. So because I value that, I'm not going to get something else. Like I'm not going to eat out. I'm going to take the time to make food so that I can have the dollars to invest in the fact that I'm paying for this gym. So learning how to live our values is so important. I didn't want this to go by. I've been listening to you and I'm, 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 I'm taking notes and I'm looking here. Legacy. Okay. Can we talk? <laughs> I was like, oh my God. Because, you know, coming up, it was just like, okay, you, you're supposed to get one job, work for 30 yeah. years, get the watch, retire. <laughs> you talked about, excuse me, you talked about a legacy and that your children and family members putting their money together. Ooh, what a concept. Talk to us. Let me tell you. Let me <laughs> tell you. So young, when I was in my in my 20s, many, many years ago, um, I got into network marketing. And that very, you know, multiple different network marketing businesses. And they didn't work for me because I am not one that likes to push you know, says you got to do this and quota, quota. Mm -hmm. But I love helping people. So I found what was best for me. But as I was doing that, my children were seeing what I was doing. So my, you know, once my son, he started his own clothing line. I have a daughter-in-law who um, makes, you know, cupcakes and pastries and things. And, um, for you know different parties i have a niece who made skincare products you know because and hers came from her own her daughter having issues with her skin um my son another son he has a business uh, my granddaughters who are nine and seven starting to write their own little books mm -hmm. so, mm -hmm. um so for me you know it's like they see they started to move this and now it's creating their legacy. It's creating our legacy for our families to say, it's never too late. It's never too late. Like you said, it's I, never too I, late. It's never too late. It, it gives me hope because I think by yourself, 
these small entrepreneurial ventures, it, it might not be profitable in terms of what one would think of as profitable, but when you put it together and then you establish accounts, you are actually working with money and helping one another to know marketing, helping one another to know sales, helping one another to know product and how to improve your product. So that means money is being discussed. That means yeah. that business mindsets are being developed. Mm -hmm. That means there's a vision of entrepreneurship that's working. Um, how do you get family members to work together though? <laughs> Somebody <laughs> family members, ooh, they fight to the death. Yes, oh, that's true. Boy. That's true. And I think for, <laughs> I think for us for now, while we're doing our individual businesses, we know that collectively we are building this mindset. Like I mentioned, I have been in different network marketing businesses, but one thing they all have in common is that personal development. Mm -hmm. You can find in every network marketing business where they are promoting books and different conferences and things where they're not just telling you about the products, but it's telling you how you can be a better salesperson, how you can be a better person. There are books that I will read over and over again that came from, from the network marketing business. One of my favorite books is Who Moved My Cheese? Mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. And how, if you keep going in that same cycle, again, you know, you're going to get the same results. But if somebody moves something a little bit, then go see what that move is. You have to change out of that what you've been doing to move to the next thing. And I would say for my generation, um, you know, it like you mentioned, you get one job, you're in that job for 30 some years, you retire. And people think retirement is, oh, I don't have to work anymore. Well, that might be retirement for one person, but Retirement for somebody else is something totally different. I had a co-worker. She left working when her husband retired from the military. They planned this out for years. And she wasn't eligible to, quote, unquote, retire and get her benefits. But she stopped working so she and her husband could travel. But they planned this out. You know, so one thing I also do is um, teach about goals. And people mm -hmm. always talk about smart goals, but I always say you have smarter goals. You have to be specific. They have to be measurable, attainable, relevant, timely, but you also have to evaluate your goals. You evaluate them as you're yeah. progressing through the goals. And at the end of the goal, you reward yourself, whatever that reward might be. So it might be, like you said, you do, if yours is fitness, at the end, you, you know, Hey, I lost some weight. Let me go get some new clothes. I don't have to spend thousands of dollars, hundreds of dollars on some new clothes, but I might want to get a new outfit because I've lost some weight. Or I'm going to treat myself to this one nice dinner out that it might be healthy place. It might be a little bit unhealthy, but your reward is what your reward is. And making sure that when you follow that process, keeping your mindset focused on what you need to do, then you will 
gain so much more personally. And what I always say is when you start changing yourself personally, it shows professionally. When you do things, change yourself professionally, it's going to show personally. They are intertwined. You can't separate one from the other. You are saying so much. Um, I have like a million questions and it's so good. So I'm I'm trying to focus um, on some of the pertinent, the, the ones that are resonating with me that um, I'm hoping our listeners would understand. Thank you for that, Smarter Goals, because I, I'm making a connection between how do you differentiate yourself from another person? I keep coming back to people look at money in comparison to other people. So fitness is my value. Somebody else might value travel. So when I go to media, I don't have to be jealous of what I see in terms of travel because my value where I'm at is, is in fitness. And so we need to understand who we are as a person. So the message I'm hearing is in terms of personal development, who are you? What do you love about yourself? What brings you joy? What is the joy in your life? And that's the path that you create. Yes. That's the path that you go towards. And that fits you. That is mm -hmm. how you co-create with our creator, God, to fit your path. I would love um, to touch upon it because I come from the school of thought. You start talking and planning for money as soon as you're young. You know, you mentioned granddaughters, nine and 10 years old. And um, when people grow up and they have those summer jobs, I always say thirds, a, a, a third you contribute to somebody's well-being, a third you spend on yourself and a third that you save. So people come to you when they're looking at retirement. And so what are some, we talked about goals and I heard, I heard you say that how the, your clients, they planned it in terms of the travel and retiring. So what do we need to be aware of when we retire? Because okay. sometimes people don't think about, oh, how am I going to pay for that medicine? <laughs> you know? Right, right. So I want to say that for on the financial part is that I have held classes for, for children as young as seven, eight, all the way through high school and um, and then helping the adults, you know, through the financial part. The retirement part is, is holistic, right? I don't, mm -hmm. I prefer not to talk about finances, even though they're going to come up because what it is is that when, when people retire, that's the first thing they want to know, how much money am I going to have then? Yes. But what they don't think about or don't share when they talk about is where am I living? Who's mm. depending on me while I am still alive? Do I have parents to take care of? Do I still have children to take care of? Um, like you said, what you know, medication, how's my health? How am I going to do the things, the hobbies that I want to do? Do I want to have another career? Do I want to um um, keep the home I'm in or purchase something different. You know, these are the things that are holistic 
about our lives that is way is beyond money. Yes, money will affect those, but we can't just let that be the bottom line. It's who am I? Because a lot of times people are very connected to their jobs, to those titles. And when they no longer have that title, then it's who am I and what am I going to do? And I would say, especially in the Washington, D.C. metropolitan area, when you ask someone, well, what do you do? And they'll say, I work for the federal government. But what do right. you do? <laughs> like, yeah, you know, well, who are you? Yes, yes. And that's not who I who I truly am. That's not who we truly are. Those are the things that we're doing to sustain our lifestyle, you know, to, to bring, you know, money into our homes. Uh, but when we have that disconnect at retirement, then who are we? And what are we responsible for? So retirement, as a retirement coach, I look at the non-financial part of it. And so people can understand it is a holistic um, thing. Retirement just means that you're, you're leaving a job, you know, people. Absolutely. You know, so, so what is that life like after you leave this job? What is it that you envision it to be? What is it that it actually is? And how can we get the two to marry up? Absolutely. Because I have to say that, um, I don't think people understand all that goes into retirement mm -hmm. and your identity is caught up in your job. So in terms of this holistic journey, our conversation suggests in terms of changing mindsets from going from scarcity to abundance, that we need to have our smarter goals. We need to know who we are. We need to understand our values and, and what it is that we value. There's some element of thinking outside the box. There are different ways we can come together and create legacy um, in terms of having, uh, having different sources of income, or should I say multiple sources of income. You can have a day job and you can love your day job, mm -hmm. but still have your clothing business or your baking business or uh, write books and, and be able to put them on Amazon, for example. So it starts with um, the mindset. Um, instead of having um, money um, control us, to understand that we are making choices and that if we change our choices, then we can enjoy the, the life that we want. For listeners who want to learn more, how do they find you? Uh, how, how do they find you, Sharon? Well, I'm glad you asked. I do have a website, Royalty Business Group, but the best way to see and hear about what I'm doing is to follow me on Instagram, I'm the retirement coach diva on Instagram. Um, my, I also have a Facebook royalty uh, business group and I have a YouTube page, which has my monthly podcast on my YouTube page, royalty business group. And you can talk here from people from various walks of life about finances. Um, retirement goes from 
um, nonprofits to insurance to retirement, social security. We I just had someone talk about um, health insurance. Um, so yes, those are the medias that they can follow me at, or they can email me at royaltybusinessgroup.202 at gmail.com. And I can, you know, get in touch with me as soon as possible. Amen. Amen. So I hope that this conversation leads to a shift in mindset from some people out there, from scarcity to abundance. In doing so, we change our lives one day at a time. This is Anne Marie, host of About This Life. See you next time.